BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are all built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Before we begin this week's episode, I want to give a huge shout out to Delon and Steve, two supporters of the PhD podcast Patreon account. Thank y'all both for supporting the podcast and holding the kid down. Uh, for this week's episode, I thought it was important to invite a group of men to the podcast to share their views on everything that's been going on in today's climate. I went to Chicago for a weekend to visit my best friends, and I thought it would be dope to have a conversation with a group of Black men from different walks of life that are, are all educated, honest, and open. Y'all know I love to be around real nigga energy, so please enjoy this week's episode, The Guys Part 1. Later. Welcome. You are now listening to The Professional Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the PHG Podcast. It's your girl, Ebony, and like always, I am super excited about this week's episode. Uh, Before we begin, let's do some housekeeping. Please make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Professional Homegirl, at the PHG Podcast, and at Ebony Beauty. Follow me on Twitter at T-H-E-P-H-G underscore. Show the website some love at www.thephgpodcast.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or you just want to say hey, girl, hey, please make sure to email me at hello at thephgpodcast.com. If you are listening to this episode on an iPhone, please make sure to leave a five-star review at the bottom of the page. The podcast is grown with over 100 five-star reviews and I have so much in store but I cannot grow it without my professional homegirls and also shout out to the niggas that's listening to the podcast as well I appreciate y'all and I see y'all my nigga listenership is growing so thank y'all for listening and tuning in last but not least I need y'all to support the PhD podcast by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com patreon is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n forward slash the PhD podcast. There are four different tiers ranging from $3 to $20. I have some really dope stories that I've been working on, including a documentary, but I need y'all to support the kids. So hold me down. Don't hold me up. Niggas, those that's been sliding in my DMs, open up that wallet 
<laughs> and show me some love and support me. Um, the link will also be available in the show notes. So please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous. So let's begin this week's episode. So to my guest, how y'all feeling? Good. Decent. In the, in the building. Shout <laughs> out. <now. laughs> we decent. Looking at Navy Pill right now. Tell him to Google it. Oh, we right. here. Yeah. Man, here. in this bitch. Yeah. How you feeling, beloved? Man, I'm all good. I'm ready to roll. Let's do it. I want to say thank y'all so much for being my first ever male group um, interview. You know, I just met these niggas this weekend. So if they say anything crazy, don't hold it against me. Yeah. So what's it like being a black man in America? Are we just going to jump into it like <laughs> that? Yes, come on. Shit. Y'all got to hold it down. I'm going to give y'all more pros than cons. Give us uh, some cons. I, the cons is people scared of us for no reason. Mm. And we ain't did nothing to nobody. Motherfuckers just like fucking with us. You can turn. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> we ain't did shit to nobody and they scared of us. We do more to ourselves than we do to anybody else. So that's the con. So just let us do whatever the fuck we want to do. What's a pro? A pro is our energy. Mm. Our swag. Yeah. How we maneuver. I love you, yeah. black man. Yeah. It's 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 damn near exhausting to be a black man in America, though. Like, it's, cause you, you fighting on a daily, like, it's a daily struggle between trying to prove that you're not a threat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, like, you just fight. You Every day, you want a different fight. Yeah. And, and I think, I think my boy talked a lot about the black flight and how, like, it's just, it's just different, man. And, and you, it's a struggle every single day. Like, some, something that really fucked me up when this whole pandemic shit started was the fact that you literally gotta wear like something something about wearing a mask in a public place yeah I feel the same in way in a restaurant this shit drives in a me grocery crazy. store come on man yeah. you mean to tell me that I'm not a threat to these motherfuckers when I walk in Whole Foods and I got a mask on my face when, when it first happened me and him went to the liquor store mm-hmm. around the corner they look like we was really about to rob the joint. The like they got scared as hell. Yeah. We like we doing what we supposed to do. All right. Yeah. You know. So that's. I'm gonna just say this, man. As a black man in America, I, I didn't deal with some shit. So like, when I was at my last company, um, I had I I had a white Caucasian woman ask me. A Karen. White. Her white. name is Karen. Don't, you ain't gotta be Caucasian. She's white. <laughs> you white. ain't gotta be political. She's she asked me, was I in the gang, G? Like, when I held it, she asked me. Is this a colleague? Yeah, a colleague. Yeah. She asked me, was I in the gang? Because she was like, man, you, you got a lot of tattoos on your arms. Like, are you in the gang? And that, that shit, like, fucked me up. Like, it, it really opened my eyes. Like, to piggyback off my boy, he was just like, every day is a real struggle. And I, I feel like since that time, like, it's really been a struggle for me. You see a white guy though with tattoos. He's an artist. He's, he's creative. Just, he's yeah. creative. He's yeah. creative. Right. He's just right. a white guy yeah. with tattoos. He's ain't creative. That a bitch. <laughs> How you feel about being a black man? Oh, you finish? How you feel about being well, a black well, man? If I can describe being a black man in the United States of America in one word, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough to be a black man in America. Opportunities. We, all of us at this table got degrees, but they all with, educated, y'all. Yeah, good-looking black men. Yeah. Well, we from it. It's about yeah, we you know, ten we, degrees at this yeah. table. Yeah. <laughs> we straight, but at the end of the day, you, we got to be ten times better yeah. in everything we do. When we get in these um, these rooms with with com- people that's comp- competing for different uh, positions. We gotta be ten times better. We gotta look ten times better. We gotta be ten times smarter. Got to sound, yeah. You, you know, like, yeah. but then we still get overlooked, and we still gotta push forward. You know, and I don't think it's fair, but that's something that we just gotta deal with. Yeah. And that's just something that you know, it's it's, it's sad to say, but it's the it's the norm. We just gotta figure out where we fit in, mm-hmm. and find an opportunity. Whereas. Our white counterparts or people that's not black, it's just ten times easier. Man. I'd have been in different situations where, you know, I gotta clean myself up. 
for like a month straight to prepare for a, a job interview and I get in with the other candidates and these other guys are talking about how they even went out the night before and did cocaine and that's a fact. And, 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 and <laughs> that's real. Yeah. That's real. I know mad but white I'm, niggas that yeah. be doing cocaine. You know, and, and that's just, we like, I'm like, damn. Yeah, that's a fact. You know, and that's, it's difficult to be black and, and, and just to say the least. Mm-hmm. If I can describe it in one word, it's, it's just difficult. I ain't going to get too deep in it. We just had Juneteenth for everybody. Hopefully, you know, everyone that did their research on the black plight. Of America, but I two things I say this and I end with this. I had about four people two white people, two people, two African people, and two white people. Two pure, two pure African people from Africa and two, two white people reach out to me and said, What book can you recommend to me? And it's in 2020. The other mm-hmm. day. How, how, can, you know what I'm saying, how can we learn about African American history? That blew my mind. Yeah. That blew my mind. So yeah, that should let you know. And now, and now everybody yeah. want to buy mad books and, about slavery right. and all this other shit. We could we could talk about this question for all all day. Yeah. Yeah. So about the 2020 thing. So we I'm on a call with the CEO and he's like, yeah, we don't have any black senior leadership. So we're getting ready to put together a path and a direction <laughs> to get senior leadership within the company. I'm like, what the fuck, like? Bro, this is 2020. This wasn't already in place. Yeah. Like this wild as hell. But we could talk about this shit for a whole day. Yeah, we can. Really, I don't think this is gonna be the title of it. But but at the same time, like I don't think we have it. Like being black and like being black males in America, we wouldn't have it any other way. Cause we know how we built, and we look at my like, like we know how we I built. We know how much shit we can handle. We, we know how to brush shit off. Like, right. why are you worried about Nothing that? That shit goofy as hell. So, but yeah, we could, I, I could talk about this shit all day. Well, how have y'all been feeling lately with everything that's been going on with the recent killings of black men? I mean, I feel like the DNA of America is showing out right now. Racism is accepted. Look at this shit. All right, y'all. They about to eat, so y'all can <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Look at this shit. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> I, I feel like the DNA is, of America is showing out right now. We just had George Floyd. And then our boy, what's the recent guy? He got shot. Amon Aubrey. You know, and then a guy in uh, Atlanta. Atlanta too. Atlanta. Oh, Rayshard Brooks. Rayshard. Yeah. So it's just it's heavy, man. Yeah. Like it's really. To be honest with you, man. The way I feel. I look at it like this. That could have been me. Mm-hmm. Could have been one of my guys. Could have been my any 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 one of my coworkers, my brother. Like that 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 that's, that could be any one of us. Nigga, I didn't fell asleep in a McDonald's drive-through before. Not gonna lie. Hell like, yeah. Twenty-two years old, home from college for the for, for the for the Christmas break. I didn't fell asleep drunk before. Right. Is that a crime? Maybe. But do I deserve to die off that? Right. No, that man asked them people to take him home. He, he said he was gonna walk home. He said home. I'll walk home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's so watch watching that interaction with them, that shit was heavy for me. It's just, yeah, it's just wild that's like people are like the judge, jury, and the executioner sure. at the, in five minutes with mm-hmm. us. Like nobody else get that type of like. Like you don't even get to learn from a possible mistake. Yeah, like no, exactly. Nobody else gets that like type of treatment. Right. Like how to you can't regardless of what I do, even as wild as this gonna sound, even if I kill somebody right now, right. that don't give you the right to kill me. Or how do you make a mistake and, and get the wrong house and shoot up an innocent that's girl while she was sleeping? Like, that's what I'm saying. That's like, right. Crazy. That shit fucked me up. That's crazy. But you gotta go through the whole process if you're gonna execute somebody. But it's just like pure execution. No, Dylan Roof went to get a, 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 a burger. Whopper. A whopper. He got a fucking whopper. Nigga got a whopper. Hold the onions. <laughs> <laughs> and I just took out a I whole know fucking you said, hold the onions. But I guarantee you they gave him that like type he of liked treatment. Onions, G. <laughs> right. I guarantee <laughs> they gave him that type of treatment. And he shot niggas up in the church. And he Look. blew the whole fucking church up. Crazy. But he gets to pick what he wants on his sandwich. Fuck out of here. Yeah, so he, he can execute? No. Nah. Hell no. Dylan Roof? I think he out. That boy, he, uh, fish he not out, out but right? he, he, he somewhere 
chilling. Be comfortable. We, we don't want him to be. We he's a danger. At least his life. Ain't nobody talking his life about is him. In, his life is in danger. Right. We not gonna put him in gym pop. His life is in danger. This motherfucker didn't kill the whole church. Jeez. He needs to die. Niggas is praying. But they want to protect him though. Wild as hell. It's tough. Do y'all get nervous when y'all get pulled over by the police? So let me tell let me tell you something, right? So, and I think everybody here can relate to this, right? So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you, like fuck your shit, Kings. I come from a household where my 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 dad was the police for thirty years, but that never changed my mindset on when I was near the police. They was behind me, in front of me. I don't care if I'm on the E-Way, I'm on 87th Street. They next to me, what I'm doing. Gee, I'm, I'm turning my music down. Like, that's going to help. Tighten up. Right, right. Yeah. I had a seatbelt, I'm clutching that bitch closer. Right. Like, it's something about it's something about when no motherfuckers are near you that you just, like, got to, like, damn, like, this could go bad. And that's just how I've always felt, bro. It don't matter how legit. To piggyback off that, I don't think nobody that's not black can ever feel how it feels to be a black man getting pulled over. It's scary. It's it's the chills that go through your, your body. Your heart drop through your ass. Yeah, like your heart <laughs> drop. Everybody who ever listened to this podcast know how it feels to be that six flag great America. When you that first drop, that's how it feels. Yo, that's a if fact. You, yeah, but you, you that's a have, great analogy. Even as a black woman, black woman here would not know how it feels to be a black man Getting pulled over. The day we was riding down Michigan, the police got behind us. What I do? You was driving. Yeah. You was driving. I was in the passenger seat. What I do? We had liquor. We was drinking. Whatever. Whatever. What I do for you? Cause I knew that you being in the driver's seat with the police behind you. What I do? You down. You down. Nigga had a cup. Nigga had a cup on his side. I said shit. He down yep. all alcohol. We've, we've been in that situation before. And we had too. a young lady in front of us. We're gonna talk about that later. We had a young lady in front I'm of us. About now. Look, she swerved over. She she damn near was like taking the L for us. Like, I'm not gonna let them get pulled over. I'm gonna get pulled over. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We was trailing each other, bro. Like, we had to we had me. to team up to get out of a jam. Absolutely. For me. That's how creative black people are. Mm-hmm. We had to come together. Right. And I, I know what you're talking about. So for me, I have an older brother that's a cop, right? So like, we were always taught to like be respectful. Naturally, you you taught to be respectful. Like, yeah. You carry yourself a certain way as a black man, right? But like, one thing that my mom always like preached to us is like, when a cop pulls you over, it's almost like it's not it, like it's it's almost like they're the higher power in the shit. It's like whatever they say goes and like it's no back talk. You know, I mm-hmm. hate that feeling to know like, okay, I got pulled over, but if I'm asking you why I got pulled over and you're not giving me a reason or, or it's a bullshit reason, I can't combat that. Now it's like, if I combat that, it can become like a life or death situation. For sure. Nice. So for me, yeah. even, even, I'm a grown man, like I'm 29 years old, so it's like, when I get in that position, I become I feel like I become a little smaller. You know what I'm saying? As, yeah. as a man, it's just like because I don't want to be in that situation where I'm on TV or on the news getting like choked out. You yeah. feel me? So I always think and, and it's sad because my mom always always told me that. Like when when I got pulled over by a cop, call her, put her on speaker. Yeah. Put her on speaker. And I, I do that to this day, bro. Yeah. You feel me? Like I, I do all that to this day. Like real shit. So, and I, I I just feel like in that moment, it's really like a life or death. Like that cop could have a bad day. Yeah. That day. Yeah. And, and then it, it's me that he pulled over and like it it could be it for me. You yeah. feel me? I, so I was talking to like some of my white friends and I'm like when we grow up, what they teach us is how to survive. They don't teach us about stocks, bonds, real estate, none of that. The law. Every, they don't teach us none of that shit. Only thing that they teach us is what you just said your mama taught you. Is how to get your ass back home tonight. Yeah. That's the number one. When this happened, this happened. They don't talk about that. They like, because you got to get to that point first. Right. It's not automatically assumed that you're going to be able to buy property. You're going to be able to buy stocks. We just need to make sure you can get your ass back home. Right. And that's all they teach us. And that's causes a separation. 
You know what I'm saying? My, yo, my mom, she called. She called. When, when I called on speaker one time, she called me crying. And I'm just like, stop crying. Like, it's cool. Like, she could hear the cop yelling at me, yo. And I was just like, like, it's cool. I'm finna get off on this medium. But, like, I'm right up the street. Like, I'm just, I'm just about to go home. And he asked me if I had a drink. And I said, no, like, I didn't have a drink. And so he pulled, the, bre- no. he yeah. pulled the breathalyzer out <laughs> after I, I said no, me, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He pulled it out after I said no. Like, I'm good. It was no issues. So he pulled me over and said, uh, a tail light was out. So I'm like, okay. The tail light was out. When he pulled me over, he started just yelling, bro. Like, it, was, it wasn't, like, civilized or nothing. All we Kyle asked was, was to be civil. Black man. All we, like, our people world. didn't fought to be, like, civil, like, civil, bro, at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just treat me like I'm a human. Like, right. I'm trying to get back home. You don't know if I got kids or not, bro. Right. So the good thing about what he just said, like, so the people that's listening, we raised <laughs> to say, <laughs> yes, sir, no, sir, to right. comply. That's I mean, we are we very that's, polite that's exactly. people. That's, right. how, that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. My, my grandma raised me from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. She said, any police pull you off, no matter what they doing to you. Right. It's yes, sir. No, no, sir. But then I've been put in plenty of situations where you still do that and they still aggressive exactly. with you. Exactly. They still like trying to pull you out your car. And you know, that's, if, if you really know the law and, and people that got money that can go sue the police and this, that, and the third, they know that's an illegal search and seizure. Mm-hmm. You can't do that if you pull me over for a tail light. The reason why but you But then they get upset because you know your shit. Yeah, what happened to Sandra? But what they got, yep. what they can do, they can write a bullshit police report, mm-hmm. make you look like the bad motherfucker yep. in that situation. It, the the game on this system, the systematic shit, the systemic shit, what they say against us, man, is true. You know, this, this shit is built to make us fail. This mm-hmm. shit is built to make us go under, man. But it wasn't built by us. No, or well, for, built for. Right. for us. Yeah. So I mean, that's 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 it right there. I mean, you know. Yeah, but I, just like, like, the, I just don't see the, 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 the non-compassionate empathy for, for like a human life, period, bro. Yeah. Like if if, if I if for me, black people we have like the we have the best hearts in America. hundred percent. On, 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 on the planet, I feel like like, like we're not gonna put you, you know what I'm saying? We're not gonna <laughs> put you in a situation where we don't have any like compassion where like you you tied down to where you have to comply with what i say yeah like, and, and i think that's what i was trying to get into. because that's all we got to give is love yeah, yeah. so we passionate people overall like we yeah. don't really got a lot of money to show that i love you but i can like make you do feel actions like and make you feel that yeah. i love right. you so that's why like that that term ghetto love is a real fucking thing because that's the only thing that i can give you so i'm gonna make sure you feel this you know what I mean? And, and to pick that off that the, the one meme that's going around what? right now one meme, the one meme that's going around is <laughs> America better be lucky that black people only want equality listen. and not revenge yeah. so listen bitch up. and that's still to this day from from 1865 when the Emancipation Proclamation was granted to us freedom and all that shit, to this day, all we want is equality. We don't want no revenge. To be treated as a yeah. woman. And it ain't even got to be financially. Just don't treat shit, us equal. I want my 40 acres in the pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> I mean my shit. I mean me a pit bull. Look, I ain't gonna lie. You know, man, little pit. I, and I believe that, man, what, what, what my man right here just said. So how we have have some you, of the most oh, loving people. That's it. So how have y'all mental health been? Because I know when I saw the um, the George Floyd video, that really fucked me up. Can I it give you G real quick? Yeah. This was this was like the first time I think I cried, bro. Like to see that man lose his life the way he did, and the soul sucked out of his life. That I cried, bro. Like that 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 shit was just like, and I kept watching it. I kept I kept watching this shit like damn, like. <laughs> Nobody gonna say nothing. Yeah. Like even if people recording, like nobody gonna risk what, nothing. What, nobody gonna sacrifice what, nothing. What do they do though? But for for me, keep it a bean. What do they do? If what I do? see you like that, that's different, bro. That's different. But, see, but that that, that goes back to I'm, my point about just take us all compassion, out. bro. Yeah. Like it's like, like if, if you see, just 
I mean, it's going off topic a little bit. If you see a nigga beating on a woman, what you gonna do? Like, you feel me? Like, and, 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 and for me, I just felt like I don't know how I don't know what I'll do in that position. But it was eight minutes, bro. It was eight minutes. Like nah, when you get when you got somebody that is literally, they already feel that they have this hierarchy over you. They already feel that they are, they got this power over you. They got a weapon. I'm walking down the street. I got my phone. That's all I got. But see, I think we gotta get to a point where if niggas really, really, really ready to die for this shit. Because I think as me as a black woman, like, I know I can't tackle no nigga, but I just can't see nobody getting choked out like that. I'm sorry, brother. I'm I'm sorry. If I was to ever see one of you niggas in that predicament, I'm gonna throw a rock. I'm gonna tackle the motherfucker. If I see your ass not breathing, I'm gonna pick up a motherfucker. I can't can't let nobody do that. I'm gonna do something wild as hell to fuck that. I would never let a motherfucker do that shit. I don't even know that person. Like, I just can't imagine seeing somebody that look like me just getting. That's modern day lynching. Yeah, Yeah, like, that's what I'm. Like, I'm not judging of the guy because he. I mean, that's a tough situation. But I'm gonna tell y'all how I feel about it. I would have picked up some. I would have slapped Shucking the shit out of somebody. Right. Something would have happened. Yeah. Like because some, you could sit there and see this shit happening. Yeah. Like for me to pull out like my phone. You about to die, bro. Board? Yeah. So that day, that day seeing that and like watching the shit and seeing the video all through the timeline, I was bothered, G. I had a bad day. Like my girl can attest to it. I had a bad fucking day. Bad day. I couldn't. After, after I couldn't time. even. Like I couldn't even have like regular interaction with her or anybody else. G. That shit just bothered me to like, cause you already dealing with the pandemic, right? Because the pandemic, crazy. And we already going crazy. Niggas ain't got no NBA. Niggas lose the NBA. <laughs> NBA gone. Free the NBA. Free the guys. Free the guys. Free Kawhi Leonard. G. We got the NBA is gone. I, I had to go buy me a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> so, he bought that shit. He, he called me like, hey, G, I can't do this shit no more. I'm about to go get the MLB to show, G. I had to go buy shit. a PS4. But like watching that shit live and seeing it happen, I was bothered, G. Like, like we already said, like that's <laughs> like I had to find a distraction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like something had to distract, take my mind off of how I was feeling on watching that shit. Because that could have been any one of us, man. Anyone, anybody, you know, like it, it, he could have been the most educated, smartest motherfucker in the world. But when you in plain clothes, you a nigga. And that's what I be saying. Like it don't matter. So I don't like when I meet people, bro. Most of the time, I'm usually dressed like this. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm urban. I'm super urban. On my forehead. I'm not putting MED on my motherfucking forehead. <laughs> I got a master's degree. I don't wear that shit on my sleeve. But like, I'm, a, I'm still because from... it don't matter to them. Yeah, it don't matter to. I have a PhD. I'm still a nigga to these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Cause... You smacking? <laughs> 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 Damn. I was just going to hear this shit. no intermission, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we warn the people. <laughs> yeah. All right, so in what ways do y'all take care of y'all mental health? For me, I work bike. out. I work out. I run. I know. I know. I For the other guys, I know they bike. They work out. That, that bike. Can I give me a good drink? <laughs> yeah, drink. In fact, I need one right now. <laughs> Y'all want to take these shots? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hold on, wait. I need. Uh, we got a little bit of jack. Right? Not, I watch this pizza now. Hey man, I got two right here. <laughs> she like, you smacking? <laughs> right. He won. He was chewing hard as hell. He was good fast. Get busy on that shit. No, but like I think. Y'all doing good. I think the mental, the the. The, the self-care piece is really important. I ain't gonna lie. You gotta have it, man. This month, the bike shit is really That shit life-changing. Man. man. That shit life-changing, So they be riding their bikes all around Chicago. 30, 30 pieces. Mm-hmm. 30 miles a day. 30 pieces. They be like, getting in there. You put your playlist together, you find you a decent little route, and you just hit the road, man. That's it, man. That's all you need. And the lake, the... the Lake, lake open tomorrow. Free the lake. The free lake, lake should drive. Lake should drive open. We ain't got to hit the streets no more. Cars honking at us and shit. Free lake should drive. Really tomorrow. finna be putting in forty pieces now. Shout out to my my auntie Lori Lightfoot. Auntie Lolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Lori. Auntie <laughs> Man Lolo. She black. Y'all can't see me, but you know. What about COVID nineteen? Did y'all believe that was for real? 
I'm gonna give it for real. Yeah, I think it it's real. It's real. You can't because you. I don't know. Because because I'm I'm gonna tell you, it affected so much people and it affected so much money. If it wasn't real, it, they wouldn't let they wouldn't let the shit go that that's far. True. If it wasn't real, because yeah, a true. lot of people lost their jobs, a lot of people lost a lot of shit over this. And I think that's the only reason that I, that I think that it's real because America, capitalism, like they not gonna let day. motherfuckers. Try yeah. out like the way we did, G. Yeah. And these huge corporations and companies, they lost a lot of fucking money. And we all know, I'm not even calling that man our president, number 45. He ain't my president. He ain't, my, he, he ain't my man. Buddy ass. Don Don, Don, Don ain't losing <laughs> no money. Don Don ain't just going to be out here shutting shit down. Because he all about the bread. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I think it, it, it existed, but it really wasn't what they made it out to be. You know what I'm saying? I did see though, Arizona and Florida had over 3,000 new cases in the last two days. They didn't care. They they, they, Fuck Florida. They need to cut their ass. I'm 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 sick of Florida, bro. I'm sick of their ass. They gotta go. They gotta go, G. Florida gotta go. All right, so today is Father's Day. One of our guests is a father. So happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, my boy. Appreciate it. So it's only right I ask y'all some questions about y'all upbringing. Yeah. So what is something y'all father taught y'all that you appreciate now? Man. You're real close with your pops, so you can go so first. Got, man, like, just stay solid. Like, I, I think, man, look, I, I was raised in a, in a household where I moved, I moved with my father at 13. So I, I lived with my mom for the first, thir- first 12 years of my life. Age 13, I moved with pops. And me and him grew up together. He was going through a divorce. He 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 taught me everything, man. Like that nigga literally saved my life. And I and I say this all the time. Like a lot of people grew up admiring superheroes, right? That man was my superhero. He was my superhero. He like he like looking at him and seeing the shit he went through. He never folded with anything. Never folded. Uh, went through a whole lot of shit. And I think the biggest the biggest lesson he taught me was. Stay solid, be loyal to people that you should be loyal to, mm-hmm. not to a fault. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. And just how to interact. Like I was, I learned how to code switch at a at a, at a very young age. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? I learned how to I learned how to walk in any room and fit in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 probably my biggest lesson from my father. My father taught me how to fight. <laughs> oh God! He no, nah, but but for real, like he he taught me a whole bunch of stuff, and like I I, I would consider him like one of my best friends because we had open conversations. But like on a, you you moved with your pops when you were thirteen. I left the house with my pops when I was twelve, thirteen. So that kind of shook me up a little bit. But he really just what he told me was just like how to take care of shit, how to handle shit. Because yeah. as wild as it sounds, like I've been raised with the phrase, woman and children come first, you come last, and move accordingly. And then when you do, when you look like that and you think like that, you make sure everything around you is solid. And whatever I'm dealing with, I mean, we still got shit we deal with, but once I make sure y'all good, because he made sure we was good growing up, he like, you gonna figure this shit out when you get older. Like, I'm doing all of these things to make you and your mama make sure y'all good and your brother make sure y'all good. And he really put that around me and like, look, you really need to understand that women and children come first. And then after that, we come, but you got to hold it down for the fam. You got to hold it down. That's real, bro. Good shit. Happy Father's Day, my nigga. Yeah, man. Happy Father's Day, man. I ain't had no father, bro. You know? Me either. Uh, Yeah. It's tough. It, it ain't tough growing up when you a certain individual, mm-hmm. I believe, because I think I was a certain individual. I had good, strong women in my house. Right. Um, hard-working women who took care of the business. Shout out to the single mothers yeah. out there. I love the single mothers. Yeah. They get it different breed, man. They get it. Don't let them get a babysitter, though. They're going to party. Yeah. They get some tequila. They're going to get that big rocks. They get a babysitter. It's over with. Go ahead, bro. My bad. But I I, I do think that a black man in America needs some some form of a male figure in their life. You know? So I was fortunate enough to have that in fourth grade. 
until this day. So in fourth grade, I met a mentor and a father figure who did father, fatherly things until this day. And I would, I, I'm a firm believer that I, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for him. You know, and I, and me and him talked for a while earlier, you know, I had to call him and push him out of Father's Day. But mm -hmm. other than that, you know, I, a black man needs his father. And that's a, my situation is, is, is I think is prevalent across America with black kids. Because uh, the black man get taken away early, you know, away from their black father get away, t get taken away early and they, uh, with their kids. Mm -hmm. But that's another topic. But hey, I, I think I was fortunate and, and I'm lucky, you know, because I, I could have looked up to the drug dealers with four bankrolls in their pockets with 24s on a Chevy. And that's what I saw before I met my, my mentor and father figure. And he showed me that education was the way and, and it's been up from now. So that's, that's my story. What about you, young blood? fathers um, no me and my father we had uh, a solid relationship um, I talked to you about this before yeah so like me and my me and my pops my, my pops wanted to leave my mom they got divorced when I was two so like for me I never seen my mother in like in a, a intimacy type of relationship with another man. I never seen it to this day. So like when my pops left, you know, I, I had questions like why 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 you and mom didn't leave. I mean why why you and mom didn't like stay together and all this stuff when I was a shorty. I remember this when I was a shorty, but I never would ask him because like I had that much respect in my pops. Like um, like whatever my whatever my dad say it goes because I, I I feared the man. Right. I feared the man. Like 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 he became like religion in the household. So when we when we would go visiting him, it was his word or nothing. Mm -hmm. And like he was real stern, and like it almost felt like he didn't like have a care in the world, like any regard. But he loved his kids. So he his his way of showing us love is like like buying us shit, you know, like, like buying us, buying us things and having us like chill. So a, a, a lot of, a lot of um, conversations that like a few of my bros have uh, with they, with their pops, I didn't have it. Like, so I think I look at my older brother as more, as more of a like father figure to me. Um, and my mom, you know, like my mom, my mom coached me like as I got older, on how to treat women, on like how to carry yourself out in the street, I I really didn't learn that from my pops, but he was around, and I think I think we just we missed that era to where like, or maybe I was too vulnerable to like I wasn't vulnerable enough to like open up to him and express like how I felt about the relationship and you know shit like that. Like I seen my pops with other women, you know what I'm saying? Like I never I never seen my mom real intimate again with like another man and like enjoying herself. It was just all about the kids. Right. So so yeah, I, I missed a lot. So I, I, I learn as I go from like my guys. Thanks. If you don't mind me asking, like how do you feel today about your pops? You just mentioned earlier that, you know, he was like God growing up yeah, like you know, he, he, to show his love and affection about y'all stuff. Yeah, like so at, now, at the time. How you feel? Yeah, yeah, true. So like at the time, like my my dad was like, he was, he was like, like he was like a real guy. Like at the time, he was like working out. He was like physical and like he used to like make us like, like physical kids. It wasn't no, we need to talk about like anything other than sports. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't, it was like, you do this or nothing type thing. Like he, that's kind of like what he instilled. Like you gotta be tough. 
you shouldn't be crying over this. You can't like express yourself over this because it could be it, it can show. Yeah, one of my guests y'all is really trying it. <laughs> it can show like a sign of it can show like a sign of like weakness in a sense. Right. So I learned that I learned that from my pops for a while. Okay. But my brother kind of broke me in that sense that like I saw him love on his wife, like I, like his current wife now. Like I, I, I you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 I got something crazy that I'm just thinking about. So basically, none of us have really lived with our fathers our entire life. Four households. So it's four men at this table that didn't have uh, their dad in the house their entire life when they moved out and became grown. Y'all don't see how much that shit can affect you? Like imagine you having a kid and you leaving, but you know how much more you like you leaving 13, whatever. You know how much more you can give that fucking kid. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that we gotta deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine like, damn, my shorty, me and me and my old lady, me and my wife, me and my girl, we not seeing eye to eye. Now I gotta leave the crib, and my son, he fucking twelve. Yeah. And I'm leaving. I got so much more game to get this little nigga, but now I gotta go. So now he gotta deal with this shit on his own. It's wild as hell, cause you gotta, cause then, yeah, wild as hell, because. The same motherfuckers that you talking about, you gotta have a job or an interview against, they had that structure. The whole foundation. Wild as hell, that's the type of shit we up against. Like, it's it's a whole fucking thing. Like, that's wild to me. by the time you get to a place where you feel like you secure, Billy already at another level. On a whole nother, <laughs> he, going, he going in this job interview like, I don't need this shit. Billy folks y'all need people that's me. interviewing him. Right. Y'all need me, I don't need y'all. Billy I'm said. already sitting on 200 in the bank, fuck y'all. I'm gonna be creative, and we sitting in that right, and we sitting in that tight than a motherfucker. Like I need this shit. My family dependent on this shit. My mama need this money. I like you know what I'm saying. Like that's a different feel. That's a different energy. Why? But that's a fact. Yeah. Um, what is something y'all wish y'all father would have taught y'all, but he didn't? For me, (laughs) I think I think more so. We didn't we didn't talk enough about finances. Yeah. Hell Yeah. yeah. So I learned I learned the hard way, and I'm I'm appreciative of how I, the way I learned because now I can change that trajectory for my family. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? My my offspring, like my like we ain't talk enough about this shit. Yeah. But I also realized that at the same time he was learning this shit. He was learning and he was you know what I'm survival. Like shit. he was he was literally learning the shit at the same time that I was a teenager. He was literally learning how to transform his life and buy property and like all that shit he learned all that at a later time in life so now we can have those conversations like damn you know like you you know i didn't know this when i was 30 you know this yeah. is some shit that i wish i could have taught you but now we can have them conversations those conversations like damn going forward you need to do this so your so your kids are set up and they authorized use on on a motherfucking credit card when they fucking twelve. Yeah. And they come out of high school with a seven hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like like those those things that we didn't talk about. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say finances too because they was focused on some whole other shit. For sure. I feel like they taught us everything that they could, and just like look. You gonna figure that the rest of that shit out. Like, I'm gonna teach you how to. I'm gonna teach you how to maneuver what you got against you, cause I've seen it. But yeah, like survival, bro. Yeah, they really taught. It was survival. Like my people really just every day was survival, or how to go make money, not what to do with the money you make. My father taught me how to make a lot of money. Like I got a stepdad. This nigga was selling. Air Force Ones out of Lumina. I was booming. <laughs> and 16. Booming. 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 I know how to, I got taught how to make money. They ain't teach me what to do with that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just the hustler mentality. Like, I got a wild ass hustler mentality, but as I'm getting older, I'm realizing what to do with the money that I hustle for and get. And that's life changing. Like, so really, I don't really got to hustle no more. Cause I get the money and I let somebody else do the shit. Yeah. But these, like, 
no, nigga, you need to be up from sun up to sundown, out here getting it. Like, motherfuckers don't really do that. You can't really trade your time no. for money if you really want to have a lot of money. I ain't gotta be up at three in the morning to be no, to get money. Hell no. That's but a false. We don't that's know. A, we didn't know that. Though. That's a rapper narrative, G. <laughs> yeah. They they didn't know that, and we figuring that shit out. But they gave us that hustler mentality, though. Like no sleep. Yeah, yeah. but nah, fuck that. I'm going to sleep and letting other motherfuckers <laughs> do shit. Shit over with. For me, you know, I'm gonna answer the question like this. I'm gonna say, uh, you know, it's a, a, a chain that has to be broken. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna do for my son that I have is I want him to say that his father taught him everything. Because I, I think it's called learned behavior. I, I know a couple guys who got into marriages and never left because that's what they saw their father did. Their father never left and I done had deep conversations with them where they said, man, my mother was tough in the household, difficult to be around with my father, but my father still stayed and he still, you know, stayed the course and he still worked hard every day. He still taught us finances. He still taught us how to be a husband. He still you know, taught us how to take care of home. And I'm a firm believer in that. You know, it's learned behavior. So I can't answer that because the, the guy that raised me was not my father. He had to deal with his own household, but he really sacrificed to be there for me and my my brother because he also helped my brother out too. Um, with us being fatherless, you know what I'm saying? So to answer that, I want to be type of father to to my son to my my children so they can say you know I taught them everything mm-hmm. and how to do that I mentioned that earlier as a black man in America you gotta be 10 times better than everything you gotta, you gotta be 10 times in, in everything you know mm-hmm. you gotta be on point you gotta be sharp so yeah, I feel like you acquiring the knowledge to like when he asks you a question you'll be able to answer it yeah Agree. With a real answer, not with no bullshit. Like, you know, stop. Like, no. Like, motherfuckers usually answer questions with some bullshit just to get you up off of them. Because they don't know. But yeah. you're going to answer him. Or with, they don't want you to know. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to know that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. Or yeah. they don't want you to know because they went through it and they want you to go through it. Yeah. That's, that's, see, that's another piece of that bullshit that we got to deal with. But you're you going to answer the question like, point, 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 point. Done. <laughs> you want to say something? Oh, yeah, mine is uh, finances and credit. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I wish I learned that on, like, at an early age. I had to learn the hard way as well. So, like, finances and credit and just, like, like, knowing how to put my energy into the, to the right things. I think my, my like, my pops just could have just moved me in a, in a different direction. Like he was a good father at the end of the day. He was a good father. I think if, if he knew me well at a younger age, he would have knew what I liked and what I didn't like and shit like that. And, and that comes from me not being in the household with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom knew that already. So so it's just it's a learning experience. Um, so I would like to teach my kids financial literacy as well as like credit and like the reason why we're doing this is to like sustain some type of family like wealth like leave something behind yeah all right good shit bro well i'm always receiving questions about relationships i don't know why mm, shit. so a lot of my females Shit. Well, in a room, so I'm gonna be PC. Not yeah. I'm not gonna let it go. Yeah, two of my guests got their girls in the room, y'all. But y'all can still talk out shit. I'm about to let this shit go. Alright, so <laughs> the number one question that a lot of females wanna know. You wanna take your shot first? I'm sick. <laughs> Alright, so what do niggas want? What do y'all look for in a woman? Oh shit. Now, nigga, who, who quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Yeah. 
Ah, you know, nah, I ain't, niggas ain't got shit I'm, to say. I'm, I'm, go ahead, I'm, you know. Uh, oh, my bad. <laughs> Yo, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know. My name is Elroy. <laughs> Send this to Go ahead. So what do we look for in a female? I mean, it's, I think it's really just like up to... Yo, niggas didn't put their shades <laughs> on. <laughs> Yo, hey, niggas be getting real, nervous. It got yeah. real, real, real cool in this bitch. But yeah. what, I, what I guess it depends on who you are, but for me... You can say for you. For me, I look for balance. And when, I, and when I mean balance, like we got to go to the hood, <laughs> With the killers, the niggas we grew up with, and we gotta be able to go no, to, that's the, a fact. to the gala. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's how my life For is. Sure. We For gotta sure. be all over the fucking place. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta sometimes you gotta fight my battles for me. Because when it's up for me to fight a battle, it's a whole nother level of like bullshit. So you might have to like shut the fuck up, nigga. Woo, or shut up, bitch. And we keep it moving. But when it's time for me to get aggressive, like it's a whole nother level of aggressive. So. We was talking about this earlier. I'm like, sometimes you got to be my barrier to the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Because when I step up, it's a whole nother level of bullshit. Different. You know what I'm saying? Shit. So once you got all that and I know you got my back, I don't give a f like Like, quiet as kept, I would do any fucking thing. I'll buy a house. I'll buy a car. I'll buy what I do all that shit. I don't give a fuck. But if I know you helping me with these type of things, mm -hmm. Like, let me go conquer this shit. I'll go fight the fucking world. But when I come back to the crib and all this shit handled, I'll go back out to the mob. You know what I'm saying? Real nigga shit. So, that's real, G. All right, but, who, who next? One walked away, one put the shades on. I think, I think for me, right, so I think earlier in my life, I was looking for something different, right? I was looking for, like, I, I, I had, like, a college. So I had, like, a college <laughs> <Yeah>. girl here. <laughs> The audience is tweaking. <laughs> right? Yeah, we got two audience members, y'all. I had like a, so I had like a, I had a different type earlier in life, right? So I'm the type of nigga where you give me an inch, I'm going to take a what? A quarter. I'm, I'm going to say it again. You give me an inch, I'm going to take a what? A country. So, so, so I think that I was in the last couple years of my life, I was legit looking for somebody that was like, hey, well, if you don't sit your goof ass down and watch this goddamn, we, we ain't going out tonight. I cook dinner. But I just look for somebody who, who kind of got that same, who, who, who would tell me, shut the fuck up sometimes. Because yeah. I need that. I needed that. Yeah, right. Just knowing like the type of people that I dealt with, because if you give me too much, I'm going to take it. I'm going to run with it. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I was, I think, as far as what I was looking for in a woman was more so of like, man, sit your ass down. You're moving too fast. Let's think about feel. this. Let's talk about this. We got to make calculated moves. Like, all that shit matters. And that's an underrated attribute in women. Because niggas, niggas, niggas want to go 100 miles per hour. They want to. Naturally, facts. Yeah. They want to. So, mm -hmm. women, like, Nick, and, and then also, the niggas that's going 100 miles per hour, they want a motherfucker that's going to step up and say, hey, boy, dial this shit back, son. Like, mm -hmm. we good? Sit down. Right. That's, a, that's a super fact. That's the most important thing for me. And just being, <clears throat> having some control and not being scared to speak up. Because mm -hmm. niggas is niggas. We gonna do whatever the fuck we wanna do until somebody say something about it. Just to see what you want. That's a like, fact. You gotta test the temperature. Yeah, like exactly. you ain't no shit. <laughs> you ain't my old lady because you ain't no shit because we really testing you because yep. obviously it's other shit that you gonna see. Like how, how, like how, how much are you gonna tell me not to do? Or like how stern are you? Because yeah. like if you don't tell me not to do something that kind of correlates to like you just you just with whatever. Right. That's a reflection of your motherhood yeah. too, how you gonna raise your kids. Exactly. Yeah. Like you just with whatever. Motherfucker tell you anything and you going. Mm -hmm. No, we don't like niggas don't want that. Like we can't like trust you to be out in the world and deal with certain situations and you going. Like it ain't like I'm not talking about 
Well, going mean everything. <laughs> going all mean. of New York. Going mean a few things. In going Chicago. mean a lot. <laughs> right. So if y'all want me to break down, going, going mean you popping that motherfucker. You popping it, motherfucker. Put that pussy out on the street. Put the lie. Wait, what did he say? But yeah, like you going, like you you going. If you if you feel deep down in your heart that I'm doing something extra, and you not telling me about that shit, and you just with that shit, you going, and I don't fuck with that. Like you gotta tell me, cause you niggas niggas be on that. Long story short. Well, I look for in a woman. A woman that's confident, with a sense of direction. Um, I ain't gonna lie, I want a woman that like know what she want in advance. I think uh, she should speak on it early, uh, it, cause it it'll help both of us out. Um, a sense of direction, like you don't have you don't have to have it all figured out, but you know what your, what your goals are, and like your two year plan, your five year plan. I, I think I'm I think I'm I'm really like gun hold on like what you need to do or what you want to do, and like do it do it all make sense, do it do it align with my lifestyle, and then like obviously I feel like. You gotta be attractive to me, you know. Like you got, you got, you gotta be attractive to me. But um, I think I'm at the age now where, at one point in my life, I thought that I wanted this, I wanted that. But now, that as I get older, um, just speaking on like the foundation and what you can bring to the table is like the, the number one key to me. So, like again, just a sense of direction. Like, are you on top of your stuff? Are you organized? I think I, I love a woman that's organized, um, and as well as like a nurturing woman. I think if if, if you're not a nurturing woman, that's almost like a deal breaker to me because like I I grew up in a household of like a woman that was just like a nurturing woman. Like I don't need you to be my mother, but <clears throat> just the small things matter to me. Like how, how do you feel today? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like. How's your day going on with everything that's going on in, in, in the world? Like, let's talk. Like, I think I need a woman to, like, court me in that manner. So that's what I look for in a woman. Okay. You good, brother. You, you good, man. That was a great, great answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask, let me answer. Can I answer you, this? You got to Thank you, beloved. Let me tell you like this. Let me tell you something. I ain't looking for nothing. <laughs> you know why? I know why. Because I'm dating, okay? I'm dating. So if whatever, whatever I feel gravitated towards and I feel like that's it, then I'm going to pursue it. I can't call it right now. And what, what do you look? I mean... We can go. So you don't have no idea what you're looking for in yeah, a woman. Yeah, I mean, obviously you gotta be a well put together human. You know what I'm saying? A, a, a well put together woman. You know what I'm saying? You, I can't call it right now, man, because I'm not in that that space. That space to say what I'm looking for. And I think I said this last night when we was at dinner. There's a <laughs> lot of things I'm working on mm-hmm. with myself. You know, once I figure myself out, then I can figure out what. I'm gonna be attracted to because like like you know mm-hmm. I can't call it right now. That's okay. real, that's real. You know? It's awareness shit. Yeah. Alright, y'all. So that was part one of the guys. Part two will be dropping next week. So if y'all have any comments, questions, concerns, remarks, don't be trying to hit me up asking who these niggas are, because I'm not gonna tell y'all. <laughs> Please make sure to email me at hello at the phdpodcast.com. And until next time, guys, later. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? 
M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, Peanut Butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of Peanut Butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.